You're listening to The Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. Hi, Tom. Paul Worth here. Happy to be here. (laughs) Happy to be here. (laughs) I'm happy because uh, we've got a great guest on our podcast today, and I'm excited just because we've already had some conversations with our guest. I'm going to keep teasing who it is, although if you clicked on this, you probably already know who it is. It's in the title. But but just because... We're already there. We're already teasing. We'll keep it going. So we've already had some conversation with our guest, and there was great conversation. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the podcast. But uh, I'm excited just because all around good guy, you know, just a, a real great guy. I'm really teeing him up here. Wow, so he's going to deliver. He's going to knock it out of the park. Please welcome to our podcast, Bill Katzeros, owner of Roma Homes. You're based in Charlotte, North Carolina. How's it going, Bill? It's going great. And that's a heck of an intro. Um, <laughs> no kidding. I think the only thing I could ask more for would be maybe like a little intro music. That would be... Uh, <laughs> we, we, we put that in in post-production, so... It's so like my own intro, like wrestling style. Like oh, a, sure, like yeah. Music is other than that. Like I got really hyped up with that right there. I was like, wow, this is... So did I. Will you hype, <laughs> would you hype me up like that every episode? <laughs> that's my, right. my co-host here, he's the most amazing man of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to keep it honest. So. Sure, that's right. Uh, Second yeah. So... I think that's a new that's a new favorite question we should ask our guests when they come on is like what if you could introduce yourself with intro music what music would you choose? Okay, oh, I can tell you it's Paradise City. Nice, it's pretty pretty <laughs> epic. That that's is. A pretty I've epic. given a, I've given a few I've given a few uh, best man speeches in my day. I've been lucky enough, and each time I've gone to the DJ, I said, "Hey, before they announce, you know, the best man to come up and speak, I want you to play this song." <laughs> Nice. Right. That's a good It's almost gotten to be like people are like, hey, we're going to hear a little Paradise City this. Yeah, absolutely. I can one. hear it in my head, too. You know, and you're just like the big right. drums. Like, man, it's, yeah, that's good. That's a good tip. The only, th- the, only, the only thing I said to the DJ at my wedding was no chicken dance, <laughs> which I think is also a good tip. And did, did it happen? Did they no. actually? Yeah. There was bribes like trying to make it happen. Oh, okay. But the yeah. DJ stayed strong. So there you go. Good for him. Good for him. He knew who was paying. That's who was right. paying for it. Right? That's right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We've got lots to talk about, but I think first off, we always like to ask our guests about their name of the company. And obviously your name of your company is Roma Homes. And we talked about it a little bit before off air, but right. we thought we'd share with our guests that are listening now. Tell us the background of the company. Yeah, it was it was not without a lot of thought. We, were, we knew we were going to be starting a company um, and the name was something that was very important. We had a couple of different ones. Uh, that I had actually started the LLC under. And I just wanted it to always be something that was meaningful and impactful, something that I would always, when I heard it, would resonate, would remind me of why we do what we do and, and how we were able to uh, to get to that point where we could do this as a full-time job. It was my, my Aunt Priscilla, who recently passed, was our family genealogy genealogist and uh, which is very difficult when you're going back to the villages of Greece where they you know there was no 23 and me or whatever back then <laughs> as everybody was immigrating in the you know 50s and 60s from villages in Greece like the village where my family's from is was destroyed in a mudslide like just to th- that type of background so it was difficult to research but she did find uh, my my great grandfather sailed from Greece to the United States, he came to um, Ellis Island in New York City uh, on a ship called the Roma. And when I read that little blurb, I was like, "That's perfect. That's it." 
So I went, we changed the name of the company and, you know, it was in its infancy back then. I don't even think I had business cards, but it was, uh, it was perfect. And, um, you know, it's a great conversation piece too. It kind of helps people ask why, you know, they think my name is Bill Roma Mm -hmm. when they meet me. So it's a way to kind of, uh, and then we definitely have a lot of positive conversation out of it. Um, but more importantly, we put it up. It's, it's, we're very proud, you know, we've, Every time I put it up there, it's a it's a reminder of what we, what my my aunt my my relatives not even ancestors like my grandparents went through to get here came here with nothing, um, sacrifice, but they put themselves and their families through so that each generation just did a little bit better and that's something we're trying to do, you know, from my kids and home from our our grandkids. Wow, I think we're good. Let's, uh, that's a great, it's a good message to send the podcast now. I think just nailed it. <laughs> and Honestly, that's very Thanks inspiring. for tuning in. Yeah. I know, right? Well, that's, uh, that's cool. You know, one thing I do want to ask about that, because you said you kept, went through a couple iterations, and a lot of our listeners are business owners who had to come up with their own business name. Did yeah. you think about uh, your exit? Um, because I think a lot of construction companies, they think about it now when they're eight, 10 years into, into the business and they've named their business, their last name. Sure. So, well, who do I sell this to now? Right. Um, was that part of the, the, the consideration at all? Or did that not sort of get in there when you're just starting to build something? No. Yeah, it, it, it didn't. And, and so much of what we do, uh, is, you know, my driving force behind getting into building was primarily as an investor and a developer. That was what initially intrigued me, um, acquiring real estate and going from there. And then my journey, which brought me to being a builder, I, I always kind of knew it was going to be a business based off the assets that I acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also always knew I wanted to be a smaller shop. My goal wasn't to build something that I was going to try to sell one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal was to do something that I love every day for as long as I possibly could. So we personally purposely keep it a little bit smaller. So that, that did not necessarily play into the the, the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. It has continued what it does. There's a lot of builders you see out there. They put their initials. And there's two that are, that are in the different areas where I'm at that I see. And I know they're great builders. And I confuse the two all the time. Right. Is it, you know, this three letters or is it that three letters? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. That's one that I would, if I was out there and anyone listening who might be looking to start or thinking about a name, keep it meaningful, keep it impactful, something that motivates you every time you see it on your business card. Um, yeah. But also, it differentiates itself a little bit. Use that name. People are going to ask, well, why? And then they'll remember. Yeah, you know, that was for sure. That was a big part of it. Well, and also this, this industry, which we all love very much, has a tendency to have the same name. I mean, I can't tell you out of our... 16,000 clients, how many duplicate, <laughs> like there's some, there's some like sort, sure. sort of common, like go-to names in construction. Sure. So if you, if you are starting something and you want to know which names not to use, just do a Google search <laughs> too. You can call me yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah, just I'll well, tell you all of them. Email Paul, we'll put his email in the show notes sure, and you absolutely. can email him your business name ideas. Absolutely. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. Um, I do want to talk about your logo too, because this came up in another conversation and I really like your logo design. Cause obviously from the marketing side of the end, you've totally hit the nail on the head, which is you want to create an impactful 
moment when your customers reach out to your potential customers that they remember you by. And I think right. that also extends to not only just naming, but also how you present yourself in a marketing form. So through like a logo. So maybe you could share, you know, we'll put the, the logo in the show notes. We'll also put links to your social media so you can see it in action. But if right. you could just share a little bit of the, the thinking behind the design of that. Yeah, it was, um, that was a pretty easy one. And it definitely helped the Roma home when we decided to call it Roma homes is the, uh, in the Roma, we have an out, the, the A of Roma is a, we, we tried to Greek it up, make it look like a Greek you know, letter. Although A is alpha, which looks just like, you know, it's not a Greek looking letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, the Omega, which is the O in home. So the alpha and Omega, which has a, uh, certainly has a religious aspect to it of, you know, God said he's the alpha and the omega. So that's one part of it. The second was that always resonated with me, um, where when I was just finishing college and I was, I'm a big goal setter and goal oriented. I write them down. I save my former goals and we go back Like my wife and I just hit a milestone for us financially. And we went back and looked at our first set of goals and it was the alpha omega goal. So it was, you know, what you remember, you know, the most important thing, it's, it's everything. God said, I am, I am who I am. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the alpha and omega. So it was taking it away, not necessarily from a religious standpoint, but helping me remember. And I had a briefcase, my first job out of college was a horrible job. You didn't even need a briefcase, Um, but I had it. And on the inside of the briefcase, I had an alpha and omega, like stapled to the inside. So every time I opened it, I remembered what my goal was. That goal was actually, you know, I wanted to buy a car, right? So it was like, I always remembered and it just kept me focused and driven. So when I was able to sneak it into the logo, I was pretty excited about that. Um, So that's, you know, and again, from a marketing standpoint, people ask me that all the time. Oh, Alpha Omega, what's that? And I tell them that story. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they'll say, Alpha Omega, are you Greek? I said, yeah, I am. Then we talk a little bit about that. It's another way of being memorable. Yeah. I, I listened to a podcast. I wish I remember who it was, but this guy had uh, he had really really orange hair, and he had uh, like a couple of like white spots in his hair, whatever pigment. And he went by like the leopard investor or something like that. And he's like, you know, what? people because I would never change my hair color because people remember me simply because of that. So it's like, how do I be memorable? And we yeah. found that, you know, that the, the being, uh, my parents were born here, but being you know, a second generation American, uh, Greek American, we like to say that, um, people remember that. And I think from a marketing standpoint, it, it helps us to be memorable for us. You know, our, a big part of our business is we're trying to acquire property. We're trying to find, you know, Lead generation is a big part of that. And it's the thing that people will remember when they see a, a letter from us. You know, yeah. That's certainly a goal. Yeah, definitely works. So let's talk about how you kind of got into all this. You've kind of, we've kind of hinted at it a little bit, but to yeah. kind of bring it on home. So I know that I think when you were 18, you bought your first house, you renovated it, and then you sold it. Yep. Um, and you continue to do this all throughout your college education. So how did you come up with that idea to do, to even like start that way? 
It goes back to my grandparents. My grandfather was a general contractor, a builder, and, and his path to financial independence was going to be through property. Uh, so he did it, helped my 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 dad kind of get started a little bit. This is my, my grandfather's, my mom's dad. So my dad kind of saw that he got into rental properties a little bit. Now, this was all in Detroit. Um, they were, you know, back in the 60s, 70s, which in Detroit experienced, you know, a pretty hard, you know, the riots back then impacted it. So they kind of got out of it around that time. Um, but my dad always stayed in real estate. <clears throat> I had an uncle that was still pretty involved and kind of said, hey, you could do this. He showed me a couple of his rent checks. And I was like, that's me. How do you do that? And this is back in the days when you could go get a loan, a no-doc loan. So I was 18 years old. I went and said, you know, they asked me, fill in the box, how much money do you earn? And I put in a number, which, you know, I was 18. So that number <laughs> was not uh, you know, totally accurate. But that was back then. That's ultimately why we had a financial uh, you know, collapse. <laughs> People who were allowed to say, yeah, I make this amount of money and no verification. Sure. Um, but we, we did acquire it. We did pay it and we paid it back and we made our port mortgage payments. And right. we, we definitely did it the right way. Um, but it was it was having a little bit of a, a obviously the family background that helped. Um, and then for me, I knew I had to put my I had to put myself through school. And there's no way at 18 years old I was going to put myself through school. I wanted to graduate college with zero debt. And there was no way I was going to do that, you know, delivering pizza. I was like, I had to figure something else out. Um, you know, it was fortunate. It was 1998 at that point. So it was a lot easier to kind of do that. Um, prices were a lot different, even in Detroit, right? It was, it was, it's different now. So we were kind of right time. Um, from there, it was, it was, it just made sense. Instead of getting a summer job, let's buy a house. So I did it with one of my best friends uh, from high school couple times a, a brother-in-law one other time it was a great summer job we'd get in around 10 o'clock we'd work till midnight and then all our buddies would come over and we'd have a little fun at the house because you know you had nowhere else to go after that so sure so basically they were, they were your party houses <laughs> during exactly the basically it's yeah. good yeah we're just gonna flip them and, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> fix it up in the end and there's no furniture it was not sure, needed sure yeah you know I like that. Yeah. So great for demo nights too. You know, <laughs> just here's just start handing out sledgehammers. Just yeah, take out, exactly. you know, whatever you want. You know? Every night's demo night. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? Question I had since you've been in the industry for a long time, did you start uh, pre HGTV shows popularizing this idea of flipping? Um, and I guess the second question: Have you seen the market sort of tighten because there's so many more people trying to get in? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, yes to both. Yeah. So there was there was no. This is not, for me. It was 90, 1998, That summer was when we bought our first house, uh, and for sure. I mean, there was no. I don't even think HGTV was around at that mm -hmm. point. Um, what you did see was the late night infomercial at that point. Carlton Sheets was the only one. No money down. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the only one, mm -hmm. and at least that I was ever familiar with. Um, I also knew at a, at a fortunately at a young age, and I don't recommend this to everybody, but I always, you, you've heard the term, you have to take massive action if you want massive results. And I was like, I could spend all this money on seminars or I can just go do it. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and that definitely helped in the beginning. And even, even once we were deciding to kind of go full, full tilt, 
you know, go, I had a full-time job before we went at this full time for, from a business standpoint. Um, and you just, at some point you just got to do it. You just got to jump in. And I, I had a lunch in Charlotte with a couple guys that, that I consider, I, I really, really look up to. And I told them, how'd you do it? How'd you make the leap? And the one told me I liquidated my 401k. I was like, how else do you do this? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, okay, you just gotta, you just gotta do it at some point. I don't recommend that for everybody, right, but it's definitely, right. um, and then it is, yeah, the competition is steep right now. It's one of the reasons we're deciding to stay small and not try to get too big, uh, especially too big too fast. That we can, we're not worrying about paying overhead, mm-hmm. and you know we can we can kind of move. We can be uh, take down a little bit extra uh, in terms of volume. We don't have to take quite as much. We can. Because we're not worrying about keeping everybody else, you know, going, and that's something that that's the Detroiter in me. Like you want to talk about a, the effect of 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. I was still in Detroit at that point and saw a lot of people uh, just devastated yeah. by by the economy. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly a very popular thing. There's a lot of a lot of guys out there that are trying to get into real estate investing, flipping, wholesaling. You know, it's a very very it's a great way. It's still viable but it's i would definitely say it's a lot harder mm-hmm. to get started especially with that no money down um philosophy for sure, sure. Mm-hmm. yeah so it sounds like your experience in flipping houses uh in college probably sparked the start of your what is now your career right yeah uh, so yeah, absolutely. can you share a little bit about how this career your career in construction progressed to where you're at today obviously from starting and flipping houses now you've got your own kind of establishment and you're, you're doing it all now. Yeah. So it, it, um, finished school debt free, by the way. Well done. And yeah, thank you. And, um, I always wanted to, in the background, uh, this is something I always wanted to keep doing was, was the real estate aspect investing. I had a college degree that I went to. So you, you feel like you have to put your college degree to work. I think a lot of builders probably go through that. Uh, it took me a few years to realize that I wasn't very interested in that. Um, ultimately, it is in my mid twenties, like crisis. I went. I was always a high school lacrosse coach. Oh, nice. Love the game of lacrosse. Uh, it's my mid twenties crisis of I've got a little bit of cash, no kids. I'm not married. I'm single. This would be awesome. Uh, and long story short, but ended up as an assistant Division One lacrosse coach. And that was really cool. It was a lot of fun. The pay was, you know, it's. You did not, it for the love of the game, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I uh, I met my wife pretty quickly, you know, thereafter we got engaged and said, all right, it might be time to time to move on. And I also wasn't a great coach either. And it didn't take me very long <laughs> to realize, like, I'm not very good at this. So let's move on. Um, so we. Uh, when I moved, ultimately got to Charlotte, so we, I had a, I got, was lucky. I got a really good job. I was in medical device sales, um, got my foot in the door, which my sister actually helped me get my foot in the door there. And when we bought our first house, I went through three contractors. And I was like, we eventually got through it. And I knew I was going to buy a house that, that was a fixer-upper that needed a lot of work that I would you know come in and on day one, I would have equity. And when, whenever anybody asked me what I do from a, investing real estate building standpoint how do you get started i said start with your own house 
mm-hmm. build your equity, and then use your equity and invest your equity. You know, go from there. If you don't have any cash, you gotta you gotta figure out how to build up build up your equity. Um, and that was my goal. So let's let's do this. And I knew on day one when I was done fixing up that house, I would have equity that I'd be able to use. I have a house now, and now I'd be able to use that money, create that, you know, turn that liability into an asset. Um, and then we decided once we had the equity, we pulled it. We bought our first, you know, fixer upper. Uh, the key to all of this, we loved that process. You know, this is the first time between my wife and I, we enjoyed it. Like this was fun. It was frustrating with the contractors of like, what is going on? We said, all right, well, this is cool. We enjoyed this. Um, and we decided to do it on a, on a project, something that we were going to do. This is before we had kids. We were going to do part-time. And again, I went through three contractors. And I was like, this is just getting ridiculous. You know, at the end of the day, I, I can hire – I don't need to hire a GC and pay somebody a premium for subs that don't show up. Like, I can hire people that don't show up. Like, I don't need <laughs> – like, that's not difficult. Yeah. So I decided to go get my license. And I, we put the project on pause. I went and got my license. Um, and that really got the wheels turning of like, it started as, well, maybe I can, I can finish this project or we'll do one or two. Um, so I said, why not on this house? Let's build an addition. Let's do a small, we did a small master suite off of a, you know, classic like 70s ranch style house. Uh, it just fell in love. Like, mm-hmm. This was awesome. You know, when you stand in something that you create, you literally put down on paper because most of what we do, we design and then build ourselves. And we have designers and architects now that help us, but it's always a vision that starts you know, in our head. We put it on paper and say, you know, send it off, help us do this. And to stand in something that you created is is an incredible feeling. And then the next opportunity, like I said, it was always an investing uh, a real estate driven business is what we wanted to do. The next opportunity that we found was clearly a teardown. You know, this is urban infill, two minutes outside of downtown Charlotte. And said, all right, let's give it a shot. And I'd never built a house before, but said, let's give it a whirl. And at the end of the day, we had we we had some really good subs that I trusted, um, most of which still work for us with us. And um, it, I was I, my network. We kind of surrounded ourselves with the right people as well. That that gave me the confidence to say, let's, let's give this a shot. And then I haven't looked back since. And was that the time, the full, the full rebuild where you felt like you needed something like builder trend or did you need sort of that, that backbone to project management or was it still, um, still needed some more volume before you got there? A little bit more volume. And it was after our first big year and we had to put together our taxes mm. And we had QuickBooks, but it was it was a it was the most trying time in our my wife and I attempt at running this business when we said we've got to get more organized. Yeah, um, we were small enough that we could kind of manage the the, the subcontractors well. But my goal was always to have, and like QuickBooks is okay at it, but not great, was to have that categorized cost effectiveness. And when I was doing it in a spreadsheet and then trying to get everything, 
into QuickBooks, it was a absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. I'm still afraid one day I'm going to get audited because of that year. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just so when we found Quick, when we found Builder Trend, or Builder Trend found us, um, it was immediate. We like within minutes of the first demonstration when we saw how what I need from a project management perspective could easily be communicated to QuickBooks at the push of a button. Forget it. That yeah. that long, it was like okay, and then everything else that comes with Builder Trend is and it was we're continually mm-hmm. like literally my goal. It's funny, like nothing related to the podcast, but as we were driving up, said you know what are your goals for the. Uh, vacation while we're gone for the because you know we're small business owners. There's no you never no not such, work yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and my two goals were to fix up our our uh, selections template and our scheduling template. Was like I, we, after we finished three or four houses this last time here, and we learned a lesson. So my goal was to so now we're getting into much you know bigger. Um, I don't want to say bigger, but influential parts of that software that's yeah. that's helping us for sure. I'm here because of Builder Trend. Wow. You know, now I got my project manager. Um, right now we're we're using these this time in between projects. He's out doing some like warranty punch work for us and helping organize all of that. And I'm communicating with the clients, and it's all being done through Builder Trend. Like I don't I don't have to be there. I'm in Delaware, and my, my business is in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting the daily log reports. We're getting the updates, uh, communicating you know, all the all the homeowners' info is inside Builder Trend. It's all in this platform. Whereas, you know, before it was significantly less, you know, uh, organized. That's for sure. But that's a huge thing. And and the the software has helped us feel confident that I could leave for two weeks and still feel like I have just as much control on my business as I did. If I'm standing in the project, we have to grab that, throw that on the website somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's like you know, get build the channel. You can take a quasi vacation. You can take it. Yeah. Still work a little bit, but exactly. <laughs> That's right. You can be in Delaware. Yeah. No, we appreciate well, it, that. It, it is. You can sit on the beach and look. All right, what happened today? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to be sitting in an office? And it it affords that. Like, it's it's yeah. It's been a, a, a great asset for us. Yeah. And I think you, you really nailed it. I think a lot of people have the misconception that we got to dive all the way in, into Builder Trend and, and unlayer everything. And, and, you know, how long have you been using it? Just approximately? Uh, I think three years. So yeah, you're, you're three years in and, and you know, you, you're, you're still sort of unlayering some of the things and getting more in depth into the different, different features, which I think is important. I think right. a lot of people come for probably one or two reasons, the project management aspect or the financial management aspect. Um, and I think there's a lot of our clients who are listening who probably haven't dove into the financial management yet, you know, connecting QuickBooks and the financials. And you feel like that's somewhere that really helps you out. Um, right. cause there, you, you guys and Tom, you referenced this, we've got a series on YouTube and IGTV, Instagram TV called real talk, real pros. You guys talked about this. Um, so that you're saying that, that part really helped you out quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you've ever tried to navigate QuickBooks, I'm Not good me. luck. <laughs> no. Good I've, luck. I've tried. You have. Oh, yeah, I have you tried. Your I, business, yeah. 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 If you're trained in it and you know what to do, sure, it's a great tool. I mean, that's why everybody uses it. Right. But, and you know, I, I think I'm a, 
I like the, I like to think that I'm a fairly bright guy, but I look at QuickBooks and I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. Whereas I can open up Builder Trend. How much did I spend on tile on 1924 Allen Street? Boom, boom, boom. Five second answer. Mm-hmm. So, so much of what I'm doing, you know, we don't necessarily do estimates because like we don't do a lot of custom projects. Mm-hmm. But I have to, like literally, I think tonight I have to make a decision if I'm going to buy this piece of property. And I have to look at it and say, okay, if I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for the land, I know I can, I'm going to need to build 3,200 square feet. How much did I spend on my last 3,200 square foot house? And what level of those finishes were there? Okay, mm-hmm. boom, you push that report out to QuickBook or to Excel, which you can, you know, just format it over there, adjust a couple of numbers accordingly, and I'm making decisions in five seconds mm-hmm. versus sitting down, like, because you just, it, when you have that software and so easily to use, I'm constantly looking at those numbers. But I just, I know what these things cost me. Mm-hmm. I spent too much money. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> tells me that. I'm like, God, we got to stop spending so much money on these projects. <laughs> uh, I think our projects, they, they sell fast um, for a reason. And you're not going to sell fast if you're, you know, building right. cheap. But Absolutely. So that was huge. And I'll tell you that I think, I think we talked about it on the, on the, IGTV that like sold me what kept me fully sold the ease at which we use the con the subcontractor insurance certificates. So Mm -hmm. now after my first audit, when I was running, I was still doing our books after my first insurance audit, when the insurance auditor basically told me, she says, I've never seen anybody this organized Wow, where she said, this I need this certificate, this certificate. Boom! I had them all in like seconds. Because most of the time, people are running around their office. They're calling the sub. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, where is all this stuff? We have it synced now, where my bookkeeper will not cut a check mm-hmm. if that is red flagged. If the insurance is expired in builder term, if yeah. it's red flagged. So now the subs calling me. Hey, where's my check? And I look in. Oh, you're red flagged. Where's your insurance? Because I was audited before Builder Trend and had to pay a ton of money because I couldn't find subcontractor or they didn't have it or I didn't remember. But now they don't get a check unless I have their certificate. Yeah, that's a great so I got tip. our first audit. I had a refund and I was like, this just the refund paid for Builder Trend, Boom. the audit, right? Like what um, I got back out of that, if I wasn't as organized, there's no way. So it's there's no way we would ever not do it just because of the organization between QuickBooks and Builder Trend mm-hmm. being able to sync all of that and those red flags. Like every audit, we're good. I'm not paying extra money. Yeah. As the product person on this on this podcast, I guess that's my job is to talk about the features. <laughs> There's just a ton to unpack there. <laughs> like I probably need my own little episode to talk about all the things he just mentioned there. Yeah. But the one the one takeaway that you just mentioned is that in your sub and vendor profile you can actually attach the up-to-date workers' comp uh, insurance and general liability insurance for your subs and vendors, you can set a, set an expiration date. Not only does it red flag for payments when you're going to pay people, but it also sends a notification to the actual sub and vendor that reminds them to get you right. updated insurance too. So be sure to check that out in your sub and vendor tag. If you don't, oh yeah, it annoys them. I get mm-hmm. comments all the time like, ah, because I set it where it starts sending them emails a month before it expires. Right. Yep, that's a so they hate it. They hate it. <laughs> Like, well, give me your certificate. Yeah. 
the emails will stop. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think the other big takeaway is if you haven't dove into the financial side of Build a Trend or hooking up your QuickBooks and your your financials in Build a Trend, it's a huge game changer for you. You know, so much so that we've actually we've got a ton of partnerships we roll out uh, through our value added services program, uh, and we just rolled one out with a company month end that specializes in this. They're exclusive to Build a Trend clients, and what they do is they help with the initial consultation and the audit, making sure all your cost codes and everything's set up correctly. They make sure the two systems are talking perfectly to each other and something you can sign up for. So you can check that out, I think, in our marketplace. Yep, it's in the Builder yeah. Marketplace, yep. Yeah, so you just in. click on that cog wheel and uh, click on the link to the Builder Marketplace and you can find out more yeah. about it. Check out Month End for all you listeners. We, we probably... It would have been nice if we had that for you. You probably had to do do that all on your well, own, but you know, you're better for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, just like you said earlier, you got to jump in and do it yourself. Yeah. So there you go. Right. Yeah. It's good stuff. Bill, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I mean, I just feel like I'm so encouraged by how Buildertrain has helped your company, but I just love also your dedication to your focus to your business. Um, I think that's fantastic. I think we need more business owners like yourself who are willing to keep the goal in mind, keep the goal in perspective and figure out where you're at now and how you're going to get from where you're at to where you want to be. Uh, so keep up the great work. We're here right beside you, cheering you on. So thanks again for coming on the podcast yep. and sharing your experience. Yeah. I feel like Absolutely. we did. It was I, feel an like, honor. I appreciate the time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we didn't even dive in like this bills up for definite repeat. Yeah. Guest contention. We'll talk to you <laughs> on your next to. vacation. Yes, yeah, I was going to say. Hey, guys, I could talk about myself all day. So. <laughs> I love it. Makes our job easy. Paul, no, this is something right I'm there passionate right about. The industry, I'm pa- it's easy because it's the industry I'm passionate about. But this tool, I'm, I'm passionate about what it's done for me and for, you know, especially between me and my wife. Like, I was worried. Like, how are we going to do this and work together? And this thing made a big, big difference, and not only in our business, but just in our relationship. So it's it's really helped. Wow, we're out here. I'm happy to help you guys any way I can. That's amazing. We're out here saving marriages, creating <laughs> vacations. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This is, is amazing. So check check us out next time with uh, Bill's on vacation. That'll be our next episode. The, our next episode. Bill's back right. on vacation. Yeah. yeah. We'll workshop that a little bit. Exactly. That's right. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. You bet. Thanks, fellas. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.